and welcome to this week's episode of Dum Dum, Dum, Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew actual play podcast set in the homebrew world of Kalandos, which is my world, my being, me being, Carla Harris, your GM. Around the table I have amazing women playing the game with me and we'll start with Nicole to introduce themselves and their character. Hi, I'm Nicole and I play Dabu. Hi, I'm Kurt and I play Rain. I'm Wednesday and I play Zantalarian. And I'm Kirsten, and I play Oriole. And we have a little cheat sheet for you in case you didn't listen to last week's episode. But if you want to go back and listen to it, please do. We will wait. And welcome back. And if you haven't left, to give you a recap of what happened last week, we have Zantelarian with previously on Dum Dum Die. Well, in the previous episode, um, we were making our way towards the ship to get started on our next big job, for which I hear we're being paid. Yes, so on the way to the ship, we realized that we did actually need to stock up on some supplies. So Rain and I headed towards a weapons forge where she appears to have met someone of interest. I mean, in my opinion, he's rather short for a dwarf, but who knows what her tastes actually are. We bought some daggers, or rather Darby stole some daggers from me. But that's all right, I'll get them back. In any case, we are on the ship now. And it's it's really interestingly named. I mean, I would have done a better paint job myself, but uh, then again, I'm not into painting ships, so who knows? Yes, so we're set up on the ship and we're on our way to fight the boat people. I mean, that's pretty, pretty accurate. <laughs> if you'd like to hear in-depth analysis of what happened, well, not analysis, I say analysis, but actually in-depth play, go back and listen to last week's episode. Otherwise, we are going to continue embarking upon this great adventure upon the somewhat averagely leveled seas as on the ship we have our adventuring party as well as the captain named Lorian and three um, crew members who have been basically running the ship and sailing it for the past uh, four days. We set sail in the last week's episode. So for the next four days, you have just been on the ship. Nothing amazing has been happening. Uh, so you guys get all your health points back. You get all your spell points back, spell slots back. You are essentially extremely well rested. As the day wears on, you realize you are starting to get into quite deep waters. Um, the three cruisemen are extremely busy on the ship today as well as the captain as he stands at the helm is he's look he's gripping this the the helm um extremely tightly um as the day wears on is there anything you'd like to do you've been across this whole ship essentially so okay well i spend most of my time up on the mast as the wind uh, oh, no, of course yes flick, and also flies to through show, your hair. show off my 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 um climbing skills Oh, okay, so you've been you've been climbing, mm-hmm. showing your climbing skills off to the crewmen and your adventuring party. Of course, they don't know how how well I can climb. I mean, it's true. We have not seen you climb, so I mean, you know what? Roll climbing for me. <laughs> can you climb? <laughs> <laughs> is your is your is your mouth writing checks that your dice can't cash? What? Oh, oh. That's something called second story work. Oh, ah, because you were a rogue yes. and a thief. Oh. Yes, makes sense. What am I running on? Club. Acrobatics. <laughs> <laughs> Athletics? Would that be better? Okay, so how does how does second story work work? 
Is there an extra modifier or what is it? Do we need to consult Bjork? <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds like we, we need to consult the school of Bjork. Also now offering classes in thievery or as your mom would like to know it as gentle persuasion of taking people's belongings. T's and C's apply. T's and C's do What's apply. We do not sick? maintain that Second story you will work. be safe from any law officials. We also do not maintain that any people will not come after you once their stuff has been stolen. Mm-hmm. We'll j- we just maintain that we can help you steal better. Biuk is not liable for other students stealing your stuff. Yes, there are <laughs> some liabilities within class itself. There is some practice work that needs to be done um, as part of your school fees. <laughs> and we play for keeps. Yeah. <laughs> Also, most most students find that it is uh, good to take the second uh, semester class after taking thievery. It's also good to take a charisma class, mm-hmm. usually. If one, especially if one is to represent themselves in front of a law official. I ace that class. <laughs> second story. <clears throat> when you choose this archetype at third level, you gain the ability to climb faster than normal. Climbing no longer costs you extra movement. In addition, when you make a running jump, the distance you cover increases by a number of feet equal to your dexterity modifier. Okay, so it's nine. Okay, so, but I mean, it's a fast nine. It's like fast. As opposed to a slow nine. Well, look, I mean, you've got to take what you can get. Yeah. Use, use your sheet. Use um, that sheet. Uh, so the first day you decide you're going to climb the masthead and you take a running jump towards it you plan to catch onto it with your left arm and wave your right hand out to the port as you sail away you manage to jump catch yourself on on the masthead with your left hand and as you're waving you just slowly turn around the (laughs) masthead until it sort of um goes down to the ground and you realize you hadn't jumped high enough on the masthead and you hadn't held on tightly enough so you kind of twizzled and twirled down the masthead um but now on the fourth day you've got climbing this masthead waxed so you are standing at the top at the crow's nest looking dashing and and you do it quickly oh thank you 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 climb the masthead very quickly thank you very much The first day was a bit rough, though. But whatever you did, a lot of people didn't see because it happened so quickly. You climbed, you <laughs> fell, no one saw. All right. Um, no one else wants to mention anything that they were doing over the four days? or Rain might have... Uh... <laughs> Rain might have tried to experiment on making a new brew with one of the leaves off of Oriel's professor. Okay, hmm. roll Arcana for me. <laughs> and roll. When did you take a limb of my professor? Um, yeah, roll Arcana for me. <laughs> oh, mm. Never mind. Wait. <laughs> That's what you get. Two. Two. <laughs> and roll, uh, uh, roll knowledge. Roll performance for me. I suppose you're cooking. No, roll, sorry. Roll survival for me. As it, what, should I give you the roll that I just rolled? No. Roll <laughs> sorry. Survival. Roll survival. <laughs> I feel like cooking is more of a survival mm. skill. Okay. Um, well, brewing is more of a survival skill. Nine. Okay. <laughs> As you t- pick a leaf off um, the pot plant that Oriel assumedly has been watering quite religiously. Of course. I'm sorry. My phone is not on silent. <laughs> My bad. Um, you throw it into your brewmaster's kit, and as you start begin crushing it with your mortar and pestle, you look up to you heard a noise, and then as you look down, you realize you're not crushing anything. 
And then you thought, perhaps I should leave it. This is not the plant I'm looking for. Is it not, though? <laughs> I feel like that, was, that might have been day one. Day one. Day two, she might try it again. Okay, day two, roll day two for me. <laughs> roll O'Connor and uh, cooking. <laughs> uh, survival, sorry. How many of my professor's oh, leaves did okay. you take? So <laughs> the, the pl- plant looked totally perfect when you when you looked at it. Um, okay, so I don't know which is which. Um, okay, the first one, Akana, is because I wrote that, rolled the purple one the first time. It's eighteen, and then survival is also eighteen. Okay, as you put you go to pick the leaves, something in you just says you feel. Now that you've slept on it, and maybe it's the rocking of the boat that just jostled this notion into your mind, but you realize if you pick this plant, and obviously this plant is magical because yesterday you picked and it reappeared, by picking it, it would just reappear there because maybe this isn't the plant's actual form. And so you can't destroy its uh, current form now. And then also, because you don't know what its actual form is, you don't know what that's going to taste like. And it would probably ruin your brew. Oh, okay. I just wanted a hair strand. Not a <laughs> limb. But okay. Okay. Took a whole limb. <laughs> You're just like, I just want I just want a hair string and then you pull out the vein that yeah. leads like all the blood to the artery. Like murder, murder. Okay. Right. Uh, Darby, anything for you? Um Darby's been sunbathing. Yes, I remember yeah. you've also looked quite uh, dashing on the on the prow yep. of the ship. And I think with Zantelarian, I think the first time, like the day one, he definitely saw him fall. Okay, you definitely saw Zantelarian fall. Then, I feel like you would have been watching him, so yeah. I feel that's fair. And then day two, you know, he saw him like... Stumble. Yeah, stumble. Then day three, he sort of did a bit better. And then day four, he was like, damn. That man can climb. Yep. After four days. He can climb me any day. <laughs> Good climbing, bro. Good climbing. <laughs> so yeah, he's still sunbathing, watching Zantelarian. Cool. Yep. Oriel, anything from you? And you never notice anything wrong with your <laughs> With my plant, you would think she would take better care of a professor. Uh, no, she just, like, she came up to greet everyone and then she went back down and stays in her corner most of the time. Okay. Um, the crew, uh, they're very busy, so they sleep in shifts, so they haven't actually been talking to you that much. It's actually, you realize, even though the ship is not that large... It's not very well, uh, well crewed. And the captain has been mumbling stuff to himself. But uh, when you listen, it's, it's all, uh, and, then we'll, and then we'll turn to the left port, and then we'll turn to the right port, and then, and then as soon as we see it shining, we must... Uh, uh, so it's, it's nonsensical, but it, it, it's also, there's nothing of interest that jumps out at you within his mumbling. The day progresses as it has the past four days uh, with with the sails being filled with wind um, until probably about just after sunset. The sun has gone down and you guys had been sailing during the evening just at a slower pace also because the wind had dropped. Tonight the wind has totally dropped so you can't move any forward because even though there is space for... A few rowers, there's not enough of you to row. And you are sitting in the middle of the, of the ocean. It looks deep. The water ha- has taken on that um, 
almost green color when it, when you start getting into deeper water. Uh, you notice that in the day. And there appears to be a glint on the on the sea, but it's probably the moon. There's no wind. The stars are shining brilliantly in the sky. And your captain is rushing downstairs. And he's calling for everyone to get their weapons. What do you guys do? Am I still up on the... On the thingy. Unless the you wanted to come down when it was coming to sunset. Nope. 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 Okay, you're so still, up still up on the masthead. Um, did I hear him though? Uh, he is shouting okay. quite voraciously. Everyone get your weapons, prepare yourselves. This is when they come. Okay, so I'm going to like be keeping a lookout from up top here. All right, cool. Oriola yells, who is they? As as he runs past you and uh, the crewmen are also getting their, their um, weapons and things. He says, the birds with the wings, they're going to come for us. Did someone say bird? Yeah. Um, are we, you mean seagulls? Are we run away from seagulls? Birds with wings? And he's like, oh, you laugh now. As he's uh, trying to put his, uh, <laughs> he's actually struggling to put his scabbard and his uh, belt on, sword belt on, because he's, he's actually visibly shaking. Darby just puts his hands around him and. Oh, so, so you assist the I'm captain? I'm going to help him. forward with everything. Why <laughs> so uh, forward? The, the captain look, allows you and he looks like he appreciates you. I appreciate him too. Okay. Um, I love birds. Rain, she runs upstairs. Would, uh, sorry, as part of the, like, the, the stuff on the ship, would there be any other alcohol besides mine? Um, so within the rations, there actually wasn't other alcohol. Okay, so it's just man. Yeah, uh, I think if anyone looked in the captain's cabin, you might have found like a small little cask, but probably, I don't know, that's probably about a liter. And when you looked at it, it looked like the wine had been there for a while. Okay, she'd go and go to, kitch- to the kitchen and grab a few slightly flammable things. Okay, well, since the ship doesn't have like a full kitchen... Oh. Yeah, it's it's in your makeshift bedding area. You can look through the rations for some flammable ingredients. I mean, you haven't been at sea for four days, and there's probably I don't know. There's probably samples of vinegar might be vinegar that some of the foods pickled in could be flammable with the right temperature. Can it? Does vin- okay, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if vinegar. Okay. In my world, it does. <laughs> I don't know. Magic. Burns your mouth. It's your life. Okay. It's <laughs> your mouth and your life. Um, all right. Uh, if she doesn't uh, find anything, she's just going to grab her javelins and then. Well, I mean, you could take that cask of wine. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. She gets the cask of wine, like her javelin. Mm. And as like an afterthought goes to grab the cask of wine. Oh, yeah. Did you know that flour and sugar are flammable as well as oil? Okay, well, you would also know that. There, there wasn't um, really flour because mm. there, he assumed you wouldn't be able to really make anything on the mm. ship and starting a fire on a ship is not necessarily a, a, a best idea. Mm. There is sugar, though, so you could take the wine and the sugar. <gasps> oh, hold on, hold on. She, she is, she's going to take the wine and she's going to take the sugar. And then, I don't know what's going on this, but she's going to take the wine, she's going to take the sugar, and she's going to stand next to Mr. Firebolt Darby <laughs> over there. <laughs> she's like, I'll Mr. throw it up in the air. <laughs> Mr. Firebolt. No, and you said I was useless. <laughs> and flamethrower. It's a hairspray flamethrower, but, but back in the day, I love how you think. Like sugar, I hope it works. Sugar shaker from hell. It's a caramel bomb. <laughs> 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 
a caramel bomb and it, that, Ooh, that uh, I know you I've heard you can specialize in that <laughs> in, at level five <laughs> caramel bomb as you uh, so is everyone going back onto the top of the deck as everyone goes onto the back of the top of the deck uh, the rest of the crew's there they are all looking very tense and the captain is standing with his back against the mast um, and just sort of moving around the mast, holding his sword out, looking wild eyes. And he's like, they'll, they'll come for us soon. Okay, do I see anything? Uh, roll perception for me. Is there a net anywhere around the ship's presence? Um, there is a net downstairs, uh, well, below deck. What do you, what do you intend... Well, How Oriel, strong a net? It's not a. Oriel wants to catch a bird. Obviously, there hasn't been much more explanation about the birds other than there's birds coming. Well, I mean, it is a fishing net, so it could catch something. Yeah. Yeah. So she wants to bring that net up with her, <laughs> like okay. ready to catch a bird. So you are holding a net. Yes. At the ready. Yes. Six. Six. Um, really well today. Heather. It's night on the sea, and it looks pretty much like the sea did yesterday and the day before that. And even the day before that. Maybe not the day before that, because the day before that, you were still near the port, so you could still see the port <laughs> and the people. But okay. No, I'm pretty... And you're pretty sure it will always look like this. Okay. Does um, Darby see anything? Are you looking? Yeah. Okay, roll perception for me. Actually, you know what, Wednesday? Sorry, you should have rolled perception with advantage because you are in the crow's nest. So Ew. please roll again for me. And I'll retcon what I just said. Oh, wow, 15. Okay, I re- that's what would have happened, but you blinked. And I'll come back. <laughs> Minus 14. Mm-hmm. 14. Um, so you were looking more at sea level or were you looking up? Both. Okay, so you looked up and down. Yeah, like I'm scanning. Looking around you. Around. Um, as you Where looked into the sky, you, you saw nothing of mm. interest there. Um, and when you looked out across the water, the moon is casting a brilliant reflection on the on the sea there's a lot of glittery silver shimmer essentially on the top of the sea wednesday Mm. xantalarian uh where are you looking well i'm up on the crow's nest in the crow's nest so i would have been trying to like as i said i was trying to keep a lookout so sort of scanning the sky uh, the skies yeah for these Um, birds so as you scan the skies uh you realize that the moon is it's not as full as so it's starting to wane also you don't really see anything in the sky however you know you've kind of looked very clearly at it and you know if something were to appear you would be the first to see it can i throw out some divine sense yeah i throw out divine sense (laughs) um (laughs) as you do it you feel from the water Mm. An intense power. It is the magnitude of this power beats anything you've ever felt before. And it's it's deep and it's old. But it's not necessarily good or evil. She's going to be like, guys, I don't think whatever is coming, if it comes, is probably not coming from the sky. It always comes from the sky. They always come from the sky. They lull you into this false sense of security. You think you're safe. I had thought we were safe the past three times. And they come from the sky. And he's holding his sword and his hand is shaking. And you can see that he's really stressing out the other three crew members. They were standing at the ready on around the edges of the ship. 
but they seem to have sort of backed closer to the center of the deck and their their hands are also wavering a little bit as they hold their swords. No, it's coming from the water. It's How definitely you know, coming Rain? from, I don't know. Don't I, listen to her. I am the captain. Everyone prepare yourselves for the sky. When we say bird, how big are we talking? Are we talking like sparrow, seagull, albatross, ostrich? Oriole. We need to hear if the boats are coming. Everyone, silence. Oriole. Really large albatross. Get your powers ready. I have a name. Get your ray of frost ready. Um, she's going to shout out at um, Zant. Shh. <laughs> I need you to look into the water. Do you see anything in the water? Okay, do I see anything in the water? Roll, uh, uh, you can roll it with an advantage for me. Roll perception. <laughs> <laughs> and as you shout, the, the captain is just like, shh, shh, shh. Okay, I'm, I'm like the just, most to, annoying librarian. just to... Just to save everyone's ears, assume that whenever you talk, he's going <laughs> to shush you. And then also the rest of the crew is also going to join in. So they're all going to be like, shh. But they're also trying to do it softly. So it's like, shh. 18. 18. As you, so you've looked up in the sky and you know you'll see anything as soon as it appears. And as you look down, you see, you see the shimmer of the, on the water. And you realize that that can't be the moon's reflection on the water because it's a the the shimmer pattern is too large. Um, and also the moon was waning, so it wouldn't have shone this brightly on the ocean, as well as where the moon does shine and where it does have a reflection in the sea. It's off of where the shimmer is. The shimmer appears to be from your view, 10 feet away from the left side of the ship and it appears to be there's a darker area in the sea and it's probably you'd guess 60 feet across and 50 feet wide this dark shade and the shimmer is sort of in that area so you can you can see the water's darker there but it's a very large patch of water it's probably it might the darkness might even continue uh on the width section mm-hmm. but you can't see that far okay well that's fine um, okay, I'm gonna shout down. penguin. Like, like really, really loudly. So I'm gonna cut my hands around my mouth to make sure that my voice is carrying. I'm gonna say, Rain, it's underneath us. Everybody, ready? And at that, everyone hears, <laughs> Please roll initiative for me, everybody. Oh, damn. Is that a bird sound or a cat or a <laughs> Guys. <laughs> so much, so much stuff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's like a go away bird. (laughs) 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 What about a baby? You don't know. You haven't seen anything. 15. Okay, uh, 15. I'm in. That was a six. Where are we rolling? Initiative. Yes. 14. Like, like penguin size, like, like albatross, like seagull, like fish eagle, like really large albatross. What about albatross in breeding season? Okay, so uh, Zant is on 15. Do you want to ask Wednesday? No, it's a six. Uh, is Oriole six? is on 14. 14. Nicole is on five. Uh, Darby is on five. <laughs> Nicole? Who's Nicole? <laughs> Darby's on five. Darby's on five. Uh, the captain's on 17. To run away. Yeah, he's uh, gonna run. The crew away. is on nine. He's going to run into a caramel bog. Uh, what did you get, Drake? Uh, uh, seven. Seven. Yes. That's uh, atrocious. <laughs> Sorry. Rain is on seven. What's atrocious? 
atrocious is Dobby getting a five. Oh. Yeah, well, that was also atrocious. <laughs> yes, yes, don't yes. feel bad because I'm wee got one. Oh, oh wow. Is that a wee disadvantage? <laughs> okay. At that point, as Xantalarian shouts, it's below us. Um, the captain shouts, you're trying to distract us. They're over there. They're coming. And he points to sort of somewhere off in the distance on his right. So if the helm of the ship is behind you guys, Xantalarian, you saw the dark shape on your left and he's pointing off to the right. Um, and also sort of to the prow of the ship. And you, as you look, you can see a, a dark mass coming towards you from the sky that glints ever so slightly when the moonlight hits it. And there's quite a lot of noise and there's almost a mechanical sound of um, grating gears as whatever it is, is moving towards you. As it starts to come closer, you see that it's actually, it looks about seven, seven uh, human sized birds. It looks like um, they're probably still 40 feet away. And as they're coming, you hear they're making sounds as they're coming towards you. The captain looks visibly shook. He's shook. They are 40 feet away. So the captain goes first. Uh, he's going to say, we need to shoot them down before they board us. And, and then he scrambles to load a, a crossbow, but he, He's struggling to put the bolt in the in the crossbow. And he puts down his sword and he loads the crossbow. And he's sitting, he's actually sat down and put the crossbow between his legs and he's using his legs almost as like an aim as he's moving around trying to to find. That brings it to Xantelarian. Okay, so you said they're about 40 feet away? Yeah. In the sky? Okay, that's a little bit too far. Can I hold my action? Uh, you can. What are you going to hold it Okay, for? so I'm holding my action um, as soon as the first giant bird <laughs> is within range. I would like to throw a dagger like at it. Okay. Uh, Oriel? Uh, she's going to cast a Ray of Sickness Okay. Uh, towards nearest bird. Uh, it is 40 feet away. Can yeah, the range, range is 60. Okay, cool. Yeah. Can so, it only target one? Yes. Okay. Anyway. Uh, a ray of sickening greenish energy lashes out toward a creature within range. Make a ranged spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 2d8 poison damage and must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, it is poisoned until its next turn. Perfect, cool. Okay. Roll your attack. Green for wild magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Get a critical path, please. <laughs> Talking to the green, not yes, to your attack roll. the green, not roll. the pink. Because, like, what kind of party member are you? <laughs> Okay. Ooh. Well, we rolled really well. It's just not the critical fail that we want for Wild Magic. Okay, so uh, 26. 26. To hit. Yeah, I mean, that totally hits. Uh, and I know Wild Magic. Their constitution saving throw was four. Yeah, that's 15. <laughs> no. So uh, roll your damage. 28. Nine. Nine. You, as you send out this um, ray of sickness, it everyone can almost smell that acrid burnt hair smell as it goes past you. And it appears to hit the first um, bird r- leading the column. The and, flock. Yeah, the flock. And it um, 
it immediately sags and drops uh, about five feet into the air, but it still keeps going and moving forward towards the ship. That brings it to that one. Uh, the whole flock starts to move at a faster pace now. You know they're going to come be within uh, landing distance in the next in the next round. Also, because the creature's poison, it's got disadvantage on all attack rolls and ability checks until it's next turn. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know it's going to arrive here. They're going to arrive here on their next round. Uh, that brings it to the crew. The crew sees the captain uh, preparing crossbows, and they start also putting down their swords and prepping their crossbows. Two manage to load it, uh, while the third one is so um, is actually very visibly frightened. They have backed into each other in the center of the ship, and the third one has managed to fumble and drop his um, his bolts, which are slowly rolling towards the staircase to go downstairs. So he chases after them, picks them up, and moves quickly to the back, back to join his huddle. Uh, Rain, that brings it to you. Uh, Rain is... She's going to hold her action... Because uh, she's still focused more on the water than the flying being beings. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, okay. So the action that she's what she gonna do? Sorry. What you gonna do when they come okay. for you? She's uh, okay. Just for whatever range, she's gonna have her javelin ready, and whatever comes out or at them first is gonna. She's gonna throw her javelin. So if something comes out of the water before the flying crew reaches the ship. She's going to throw the javelin at that. Or, but if they reach first, then she's going to throw it at the first person who reaches. Okay, or the first so bird that reaches whatever, the whatever appears, you're going to just throw it at it. Yes. Cool, perfect. Uh, Darby, that brings it to you. Um, Darby is going to cast Cloud of Daggers. Um, that is the range of 60 feet as well. Okay, and also they've been progressively moving forward, yeah. so they would be within range um, of that. This one is, you fill the air with spinning daggers in a cube five feet on each side, sense it on a point you choose within range. A creature takes, okay, well, this is um, when you cast the spell using a spell slot of third level or higher, the damage increases by 2d4 for each slot level above second. Um, okay, so are you using your third level spell slot for this? We're on level four, hey. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you might only have a third level spell slot. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use it level So that level means you three. get 2d4 because it's one above. Yeah, um, yeah so I'm going to cast Cloud of Daggers. Perfect. Oh, no, wait, sorry. I lied. First roll your attack. 24. That definitely hits, uh, and it can hit multiple targets. Yeah, yeah, I'm hitting as many as I can. Okay, roll, roll your damage, which is actually not those dice, sorry. It's this one. Mm. Thank you. The top one, four. Yeah, and then you must roll it three times because you get two d4 extra. So four, three, and one. Ah, that's not a bad roll. So eight. They all take eight damage. You send out a spray of daggers towards the flock and it appears to... Can I just ask, for someone who stole daggers and can make daggers magically appear... That's what, that is exactly what I was thinking. Why did you steal them? Because well, you can never have enough daggers, guys. <laughs> That's because he wants me to stick my hands in his pants. Oh, oh that escalated Probably. super quickly. <laughs> Moving back to the fight at hand. Um, By the way, it's a dress, you just got to slide it up. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a tunic. It's a male tunic. <laughs> so, yeah, it's totally anyways. not a dress. <laughs> so, uh, you send forth a cloud of daggers that uh, lands in amongst the fl- flock, and you hear, and everyone can qu- hear it quite easily across the water, a sound almost of a thud against wood. And you see some of the flock is dipping below the rest of the flock, but they're flapping to get back up. And they are now making a direct um, descent towards the deck, which would mean, Zabdalaren, uh, there is one within range for you. Okay. And also, then, Kutch, you can go afterwards. There's definitely one in range. Yeah, okay, so I want to throw my dagger at him. Cool. Um, as, I need to as say specifically descent, where I'm aiming. Uh, well, I'm going to describe what you see, okay. and then you can tell me. Uh, as they descend, you see that they're actually not necessarily birds because it appears their wings are made out of a wooden structure of some kind. And you realize that the sound you were hearing was probably the scraping of metal and wood, to, which makes the wing mechanism work. Um, however, they are humanoid in shape and they have a beak, a dark black beak, and talons as as feet and uh, hands with four um, digits with talons. And they appear to be wearing cloaks made out of um, different pieces of clothing. So all their cloaks look different. Um, Other than that, their body, what you can see of their bodies is black. Okay, so I'm going to aim in... Um, oh, and you, you see that some the one closest to you mm-hmm. uh, looks quite unwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, its head is drooping, and there are some pock marks in, in the wing structure where daggers have hit it. Okay, so I'm going to aim in that um, space between um, your throat and your clavicle, like just in the corner. Okay. Um, just so if I can get him with one shot, then this is down. Okay, uh, so you're throwing from the crow's nest. Um, yeah, I'll give you advantage on that throw because you are at a you're at a better height to hit them. Okay. So you got advantage thank on your you. attack. You're so welcome. Well, thank you. Fifteen. Fifteen. That does hit. Please do your damage. Two. Two. The the one in front is visibly drooping. It appears almost like the wings are flying of their own accord. And the the being is not controlling them as the flock continues to descend towards the ship. Uh, Rain? Um, I there is a second one is in reach, or you can attack the one that Zantelar intact. Okay, so uh, Rain is actually, she wants him to get a little bit closer. Out of game question? Yes. Um, because I didn't state it, um, can I not use it? Uh, my uh, divine smite? Because um, I didn't say I was going to use it, hey. Yeah, I'm gonna say because you okay, no, didn't say it when you held your action. That's fine. Um, but she she wants to wait for them to come like a little bit closer. Okay, so they are moving towards you, but you're gonna wait again. Yeah. All right. So if they land before. Okay. Oh, let me explain. Sorry. Yeah. So what? This is my plan. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> tell me. GMs <laughs> love it when you tell us this, your plan. This is the plan. Oh yeah, no. Wait. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. I, out of character, you telling me what your plan is, okay. so I can help you assist make so this plan happen. Rain sure. doesn't want to lose her dagger, 
So it's kind of like Oh, so uh, you're waiting till it's above, so yeah. if you kill it it'll land on yeah, the Yeah, you know you know kinda of when something swoops into about so like like when it's flying and it sweeps into land. Yes. Just so just it's before about to land, she wants to skewer it and possibly move and skewer too and it's, uh, but she only might get one. But okay. that's what she wants to do. That's why she's waiting. Alright, so you're waiting for it to be mm-hmm. On top of the ship, yeah. essentially. So, and basically, as this thing comes in, she's going to run towards it and like... Uh, like pike it. <laughs> yes. Okay, perfect. Um, all right, it is the captain's turn. He is going to try and shoot off a bolt at the one that uh, Xantelarium attacks. And with a five, he is not going to do it. So he is shouting verbally. He's like, you're not going to take us this time. You <laughs> devils of the sky, I'll prove it. And then... The the crossbow, it looks like he might have gotten a piece of his armor stuck in in the bowstring, so it it sends off the crossbow bolt and it twangs, but it lands in a part of the deck. Um, and at that, uh, you can hear that they are chattering amongst themselves uh, in bird-like sounds. Uh, yeah. Would you no. like a rendition? Uh, well, I'm just thinking, I'm like, no one would understand it unless you cross comprehend languages, but when you get to there. Yeah. Um, cool. So, Xantelarian, it's your turn now. This is what I would like to do, and you just need to tell me whether or not there is one flying bird person in range for me to do it. So, as they swoop in under the mast, I want to grab the sail rope, swing down, and kick one of them out of the sky. Okay. So swing around the mast, and as he's coming around, kick him, like from behind, so they completely like lose um, whatever the course that they're going into land. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna give you an inspiration for that. Um, it is gonna be difficult Yay. though. It's um, not supposed to be easy. <laughs> no. Uh, so they are coming direct course. Uh, you need to do quite a wide arc because they're not necessarily landing right in the center of the ship. They're landing nearer to the prow mm-hmm. and to the right side of the ship. So the one you had struck is probably close enough for that if you get a very wide arc. Okay, I'll try anyway. All right. Uh, roll acrobatics for me, please. Wah, wah, wah. 24. 24. I feel like that will do it. As you grab onto the rope, you shuffle it up a bit into your hands to make sure you've got a long enough um, stretch of the sail rope. And you dive from the the crow's nest and loop around, sailing over the heads of everyone in the... um, everyone in the ship and you see on the dark section that you looked Mm -hmm. there appears to be um the waters rippling and you swing around and you just as the the bird flock uh humanoids are starting to make their descent and the first one is probably going to touch down in the next 30 seconds you swing around and please roll your attack for me because i'm gonna make the acrobatics was a move because it was such a cool story, I'll allow you two skill checks in this roll. <laughs> okay, so what is cool the story, attack? Bro. What is the attack roll? Uh, like just roll, roll melee. Thing. Your melee bonus. Uh, melee would be... I don't have a... Your strength modifier. Strength modifier. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, five. Uh, as you swing past him and you reach your leg out, because you wanted to kick it, mm. and you reach your leg out and... As you pass him, you see sheer malice on on this 
this bird-like face and you realize that the blackness you saw is actually feathers coming back from the beak and you looked into its eyes for a second and its eyes were pure black pupils and that made you you didn't add any force to it so as you swung past you just brushed the being's beak with your foot but it had no um okay effort to it um you will land back in the crow's nest did you plan that in your arc or you're gonna land on the deck i think it's probably easier to land on the deck because other because i would have swung around and i would have come like at the bottom so yeah it's probably easier to just you land, land back you land on the deck Oriel, where is the first bird that you ray of sickness? Um, it's going to do land imminently. So it hasn't landed and, yet? No, and uh, Zantalarian just swung past it. Okay, because she wants to throw the net to, like, catch the bird? Uh, you realise your net would probably only cover up to its chest. Oh, damn. Uh... They are large humanoids. Right? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> oh, wait. Is this possible? Shocking grasp the legs. Uh, it wouldn't maintain its, oh. its electricity. It you can't electrify the net. Yeah, Although that's a great idea. Great idea. <laughs> a creature. A good idea. Yes, very nice. That's um, a great idea. <laughs> um, okay, then... Um, can, for her movement, can she run to the edge of the boat and look at the shadow that everyone's been talking about? So as all the um, birds are landing, you run to the left. Mm. She wants to look over to see if she can, like, fish the thing out with her net. Okay. You run to the left and you see there's ripples on the water mm -hmm. and it appears almost as if uh, a dark green algae is surfacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all. But it looks like a patch of about 10 feet. That's 10 so feet of algae. She wants to make friends with the algae, but <laughs> I think she yeah. was refraining for now. Okay, cool. So she looks at that and she's like, okay, fine. And then she ray of frosts the first bird that she ray of sicknessed the first time. Cool. Roll your attack. Come on, wild magic. Damn it. So close. Um, does, does... 13? <laughs> no, it does not. Ah, uh, damn it. Okay. Uh, so you turn, you go to Ray of Frost, and you miss. And that brings it to the crew members who, upon seeing what they look like... Hold on. Let me just Wait. double check Ray of Frost quick. Sure. I'll roll it. It's not moment. automatic, right? Hmm? Ray of Frost. I know I'm looking at Darby as if he's going to answer me. <laughs> yes, it is automatic. <laughs> no, I say, we've always had to roll to it. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have. It's true. Yes. Sorry. No just double-checking that. I was like, no, wait. Maybe this actually just happens anyway. <laughs> okay. No, it's fine. Carry on. Uh, so two of the crew managed to let off their bolts. The one that lost his bolt is uh, still struggling to reload. And they both hit... The, the one um, that was sick and that landed mm -hmm. has just landed on the ship and its body sags. However, its mechanical um, wings are still moving and the wingspan is probably... Uh, Albatross? Ostrich? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's probably uh, four feet on each side. Yeah. So you know when the rest of the flock lands, if their wings keep 
um, outspanned, for want mm-hmm. of a better word, they will take up. The ship will be very tight. Okay. Um, at that, Rain, they are close enough now. The second one is uh, close enough to Pike. Okay. So uh, with her javelin at hand, she goes, ah! and she sets off on a run and, like, <laughs> aims to connect with the, like, one just about to land. Cool. Roll to attack. 13. It doesn't hit. But as you rush to attack and you realize you you got your javelin in under the wingspan and the force of that one, of that uh, humanoid landing sends you, and your force of running sends you uh, skittering back across the boat until you roll to the edge of the boat. And roll acrobatics for me, please, with a disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> is it a one? It is a one. Maybe. But if it's disadvantage, it's a, she, she'll always matter. take the lowest roll. Yeah. Just um, <laughs> because you were knocked off your feet by the force of the other one landing. You skitter across the boat to the left side where the dark masses and where the presence that you felt, and you fall overboard. And when you think you're going to touch the water, you land on on something extremely hard and take uh, two damage as it knocks the wind out of you. Uh, You still have hold of your your javelin and you hear a voice, uh, Rain, coming. It sounds like it's coming from deep under the ocean and it says to you, "Uh, no, I don't have to fetch you. Welcome. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Uh, we hope you had fun. I had fun as always. Um, I love the creativity of your guys' attacks. As, and I wish uh, sh- like an electric fence net existed. In, probably Give in future time. levels. Give me time. Yeah, that's, that's future, future me skills. Um, as always, thank you to my players for making the game amazing and always coming with your creativity. And a big thank you to you for listening. A big thank you to Wednesday, who's got to sift through all that. <laughs> 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 and a yeah. big thank you to Veed, who makes the amazing sound and music that comes with it. As well as always, a thank you to Tristan, who helps us create amazing sounds. Um, as always, if you like this, please share it with your friends, foes, families, and familiars, and rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Also on the ones you hate, just rate and review us everywhere. Let people know we exist. And have a most amazing week filled with gaming. That sounds if like a baby. We could, if only we could add the sound effect of a hardy da. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tristan. a South African. How does a how does a hardy da sound again? You should be looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks, this is the episode of Annoying Noises. <laughs> thanks, guys. I'm editing this episode. Oh, sorry. sorry. We thought it was Tristan, Wednesday. so you're being yeah. Wednesday, this one's for you. <laughs> we are legitimately the worst. Just like okay. add one every night again. <laughs> sorry, guys, while I was rolling. While I was rolling. Oh, right. How does a seagull sound? <laughs> 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 I mean that sounds legitimate. <laughs>